Network Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 68 of the podcast today. Thank you guys so much for joining for 68 episodes. We're going to keep this thing going here. And uh, thank you for anyone that tuned on last week. Really fun episode. Got to get out of the house and get into the studio lab and hang out with Tim. He has a video that he took with a ridiculously nice camera that he was nice enough to share with me. And uh, I'll put that up on Instagram pretty soon so you can see that if you missed out on that episode tonight. Interesting story of how uh, this gentleman got here into my life, and uh, it's from here. So uh, tonight I'm being joined by Zach Tebow, or you might know him for Zachary James Photos, is a photographer friend of mine who I met through here. So. If, you, uh, if you're tuning in uh, weekly and watching this live stream and then we chat on Instagram, then you could end up being hired by me to shoot band photos for me and then hang out on my show. How's that, man? Oh, yeah. Welcome, dude. Thanks for being on, man. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Dude, is, how did that even happen? Like, did I, Was I following your Instagram and then that's how you found me or were you, how did, you, how did that even happen for that? Um, I honestly, th- I think it started with, um, the suggested followers in Instagram. Like, you know, when you follow somebody, it like brings out a whole list of people that you can follow. Yeah. Yeah. So I found, um, I found a whole list and you, you, for some reason popped up. It might've just been because, um, you're like in my neck of the woods. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but, um, glad it happened. That's why we're here. Right. Dude, like I'm seriously loving it because I've met so many people that like I stay connected with through Instagram and LinkedIn now that it's like I'm really like bullish on meeting people through online and then taking it offline and like legit just being cool with each other. Like I meet a lot of cool people that way and I never did in the past. I don't know why, but yeah, man. So now we'll work together. So uh, yeah, so for I don't know if anyone out there saw any of my band photos that are coming out with this Tennessee EP for my indie band right now. I posted a bunch of them up there. Not a plug for the band, but if you want to see his photos, he shot all the ones that are coming out with this EP that are up. Uh, that's some of his work, but you can definitely go check it out after. But yeah, I'm uh, gonna be uh, I'm gonna be posting something soon about the um, the EP once it gets a little closer to the um, release date. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post a few photos so um, anybody that's um, listening right now can definitely check that out. Cool, man. Yeah, like we went out to this rural ass barn and took some photos out in a field, and um, I don't know, it was a good time. Like me and you, like clicked, and we just started coming up with all these crazy ideas of how we could make it weird. But uh, Zach, for those people that don't know you or Zachary James photos. Do you want to just run them through like a little bit more of like, who are you? What, what is the business? What do you do? Where'd you come from? However you want to frame it, man. You want to run people through. Yeah. You. So, um, 
basically I started as a photographer actually doing the work uh, about two years ago. And um, I have had interest for a while. It really started um, when I took a trip to Spain to see my sister when she was studying abroad. Um, honestly, I just fell in love with the architecture and I was playing around. With, actually, it's kind of ironic. Um, my sister's camera, I didn't even have one at the time. And um, uh, yeah, I was picking it up and taking photos of random stuff. And I was like, damn, I think this might be for me. I like this. Um, every day we went out, I uh, kept enjoying it and I didn't, uh, I didn't end up doing anything with it until about 2018. That's so how, I, old, how old were you when you were picking up the camera and you're like, damn, I like this. How old were you? Um, I was 17. I was 17. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it started there. And, um, since then I've just been doing, um, local shoots pretty much. Uh, graduation kind of photos. I did a few event photos. Um, I've done I've done the promotional uh, music videos for your EP. Uh, I've done I've worked with my tattoo artist who does. Um, he actually makes music as well, so I've been doing some some stuff for his music videos and all that kind of stuff. And that's sick. Um, yeah, and since COVID is uh, kind of settling down a little bit, um, people are more more willing to do photo shoots and kind of work together closely and um, hopefully bring out the best product we can and bring something nice to the table, get some good pictures and good content. So really 2018, you said, is when this really became more for you, like more serious? Yeah, that's when I knew it was a, uh, it was definitely going to be the career for me. That's, that's when I, that's when I got my own camera and I started just taking off with it. I was driving everywhere, taking random pictures of different stuff. And slowly I was like, you know what? I want to make something of this. I want to do something with it. Um, I just thought it was a cool way to kind of express my creativity and my vision for what I was, what I was seeing, you know? Yeah, man that's pretty fresh. Like two years out from really going after it and just being like, this is going to be the thing now. So I don't know. You got to be in a good space with that. So when it comes to, uh, taking photos, I mean, one thing I'll say, like, just cause I just came off of taking those band photos for like, before I even take Zach's take on it, who is the photographer, I just want to stress to you, if you own a business if you have a band or you have anything that you're promoting in any way, and I need to take my own advice because the podcast photos I have are out of date. I'm working on it. People don't, don't give me crap for it. You have to have pro photos. Like it, it makes or breaks every Facebook, Instagram website, band promos, like anything that you possibly have make or break. If you have pro photos or maybe not make or break, but like immediately put you in a different category where like, you know, I, I really believe, and you'll see on my Instagram, like a lot of organic content, a lot of content that like is on the fly. And I don't think that you should give that up. I don't think that every photo should be like a picture perfect photo, but at the same time, like you kind of need a blend for things where you really want to, you know, elevate that professional photos is like the easiest way you'll see it in the housing market. 
the easiest way to sell a house is be the one that has the best photos. If you don't want to sell the house and then make it look like a trailer and then make it so that I literally get to buy the house $40,000 under current market value, which is what happened in Tennessee. Like I found a house that the photos made it look like a trailer and it was way under market because of the photos, because it looked like a trailer and it was actually a three bedroom, two bathroom house. The photos were that bad that I I saved 40,000 on it. That's what good photos can do. It's absolutely insane. So, uh, and, and rant and soapbox, but like take some good damn photos out there. If you suck at it and then hire someone every once in a while. And, and I promise it will make a big difference in your life. But Zach, like what, what do you see? Cause you do so many different, uh, events or shoots, uh, for business and for pleasure. Like what, what, what purpose are those serving for people in those different medians or like, what do you see in that power of a, a pro photo versus, you know, candid? So it's kind of funny that you asked that because I originally um, started my photo taking with, with just doing exactly what you were saying, like organic photos, just completely candid. Um, Which are still and, awesome. Yeah. And honestly, they're my favorite kind of photos to take. So that's why, um, there, I mean, there's a lot I haven't posted, but from what you've seen, I have a lot of uh, posts of people. And um, I don't know. I think that's how it started. And then I think once I realized it was like a career, something that I really wanted to do, um, that's when I started getting into more of like the professional photo, the picture perfect photo. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, it's it's not something I don't enjoy, but I definitely I definitely find myself leaning towards more candid, more event photography, things where I can catch people in their natural element, rather than here stand this way, pose this way, let's do this, let's do that. I like to I like to rather take pictures of people in the studio mixing, doing what doing what they do because that's I mean, just like everybody. Yeah, exactly. And and just like you know, when people are doing things that they love, they're gonna it, it's gonna look like it. The pictures are gonna come out that, that way. And right, um, yeah. So, but I think I, it's I, different I, though, because like your candid photos that you take, candid doesn't mean that they're bad photos. But like, there's a way to professionally take candid photos where, like, that's you being in your art, where you just know that like the real way to express that person is to have them in their natural environment but you know how to take a good quality photo of that happening so you kind of like are pairing the two worlds of like getting that real actual expression but also like professionally having it where like i was kind of saying like like i can't do that when i take a i'm not a good photographer so when i'm taking when i said candid I mean, like I'm out with my iPhone and I'm not, I'm taking okay photos. I I see a difference in value between things that I do with that and what you do. I could hire you to come hang out and do candid photos. And I think that they would be phenomenal photos, but I think that they do different, different things. But you're saying that just really like having someone in that environment, that's going to yield the best photos no matter what it is, because you're actually capturing who that person is. It's not like some bs to it yeah like i i think that's also the part the part of me that's leaning away from getting my own studio 
because I feel like when you have a studio, it's almost like you're immediately given the responsibility of doing pre-posed photos, doing picture-perfect photos with the the green screen or the the different colored backgrounds. Yeah. And um, that's just not that's just not the kind of photography I'm looking to do. And obviously, it's for some people. I know some people just want to open their shop, do senior pictures, family photos, baby portraits, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I personally work more organically, just like you saw when, um, when we were on, when we were doing the band shoot, like it was almost a conversation. Like, yes, I want to hear your input. Like, I want to hear your input because you're, you're trying to, you're trying to send off a message of the music that you're putting out and the theme of the music and the theme of your album or EP or whatever you're dropping. It's, 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 it's important for us to collaborate in order to get the best work and the best photos and um, pretty, much, pretty much putting together exactly what we both want as an end result. Right. Um, yeah. Whenever I've worked well with a photographer, it's a conversation like that of you know where I need to be for lighting or, you know, where things need to be at in terms of like symmetry or like location, the photo to provide. Um, I don't know. I know that there's a whole lot more than I know of like how you have shapes or like where things are located at and things to, to create a nice appealing photo. Um, but then also taking into what, what story are we trying to tell and then working between the both, it, it, it puts you in a good spot. And we were talking a little bit beforehand just about how, you know, like wanting to communicate with this audience, like, Hey, let's make sure that we communicate with this audience in a way that we're talking on the podcast. And I was just saying how, like, I think that everyone who's been on this show so far, luckily, including obviously yourself, like, that's why I'm, I was really happy to have you on. It, it's almost like, like no matter what creative you're doing, it's the same thing that you're trying to do. You just have like different tools and brushes and things like that to make it happen, to communicate that message because it's no different than when I'm recording a record where like I suck at photos, but when I'm recording a record, I'm trying to convey that same message that the artist is telling me, this is what the album's about. This is what the lyrics are about. This is the vibe that I want to have. This is how I felt when I wrote it. This is how I feel about it right now. This is the story in my life that happened with it. This is what I'm trying to convey. I'm trying to talk to this person. And like, you literally start shaping, like, who is that person? Like this person is, you know, nineties kids growing up, um, you know, like in an alternative life, like that's literally like my audience for Broadway, but it's like, you start picturing your friends or like whoever it is that would be listening to it. And then you like reverse engineer it. I think that it's the same thing for you and for anyone that is a, a great creative is using the thing that you have as a median medium that you're best with to convey a story. And that's like what being a creative is, is like you, you listened and, and that's what you probably do on any of your other shoots. Like what do you want to like, how do you, how do you approach that for different people? Because I'm sure that I'm different from some of your other clients and vice versa. Like how do you, work with someone to figure out what they're trying to achieve out of it is like a vision and share it together to have that conversation. Um, usually, usually the people that I've worked with, um, 
especially on the music side, like you, my tattoo artist, um, I went to California to do a photo shoot of, um, this, this, um, girl pop, this, uh, female pop band. Um, that's sick. I know that. But I, I, I wasn't directly working with them, but I got to be kind of behind the scenes, taking pictures, just getting that extra experience. Sure. Of what, what Los Angeles would be like as a photographer. Yeah. But honestly, through my experience, it's been really easy with the people I've worked with. Just, I, I'm a very forward, forward person. I don't, I don't like to waste other people's time and I don't like to waste my own. So, um, I always like to start the communication early just to, just to get it out on the floor. Like, this is what I do. These are my photos. This is the kind of work I do. I don't know. I, I like to get my ideas completely out there before I go into a shoot and make sure that I hear um, the person I'm taking pictures of hearing their ideas fully. So basically someone has already seen your portfolio to help filter out getting the right person to you. And then what, what is entailed with like trying to, set up and speak with that person about like what you're trying to convey. Like, what do you, what types of conversations are you, are you having with them or what types of things are you keeping in your head to kind of keep yourself in line with what you want to portray? Um, I think I have a particular sort of eye when it comes to photography. I don't think I necessarily fall in like a category, but I like to, um, I like my photos to come out more creative. That's why I, I, I like to lean away from um, more structured photo shoots. Like, um, like, the, like, the, uh, like if I were, if I, if I were to do real estate photography, that's very still and there's, there's no moving pieces. I like when, I like when there's people, there's events, there's people playing music, people doing their, doing their thing, you know? Right. And, um, I think it's a lot easier when somebody else is creative at the same time. Like if I'm, if I'm going to do it, I need the other person to have that thing, you know, reciprocate. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I try to lean away from, um, the more boring, um, types of photography. But, um, I think, I think definitely in the last few months, I've kind of gotten a gauge of what I really want to do. And, um, I I honestly think ultimately it's just being around creative people and capturing what they're doing at the same time as showing them what I'm doing. It serves a dual purpose. I like it. It sounds like to me that you are pretty like you're really connected with the human element of it because you're not even like everything you're saying is like a preferred shoot for you. It's not really based out of like the environment that it's at or backgrounds or things like that. Cause there's a lot of beautiful photo that might be like a landscape or definitely like, it's not nothing to take real estate photos. It's really hard. Like I just talked on that being that important. Like there it's are creative ways to, to, take pictures of those especially like definitely like nature it's unbelievable but like for you it just sounds like all and you can see it from your site all yours like rotate around like how do i figure out a way to capture what this person is thinking and acting like essentially and then 
if it's affiliated with music or something like that, like how do I capture that emotion and also tie it to the message of the, the record? Like what, what do you think it, it, it is about the human element of it? Like, why is that your side versus some of those other things that you could definitely be creative in? Like what, what is it that makes that, that piece for you? Um, I think I've like in my life, I've spent a lot of time observing people and observing just what's like my surroundings and what's going on around me. Hmm. And I think that's played a big, a big part in like what I was talking about, how I have like a unique eye. Um, I just think that certain things that catch my eye, they may not catch other people's eyes or like, I'm I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but um, I just think sometimes I see things a little differently than other people. Yeah. And even though it's different, I still want to share it. So, um, I think, I think having a subject that also has moving pieces, just like myself, I think it's cool to, um, capture whatever they're doing, whatever they're trying to do. Um, like if I was like when we were shooting in Hollis by that barn, um, I was trying to think of what was going through your head. And obviously we talked about, um, like props and, prior like ideas prior to the shoot yeah and um that was really helpful but that also ties into that conversation piece that we were talking about but yeah honestly i like i like to um kind of put myself in other people's environments and take the best photos i can and hopefully they'll come out seeing a little piece of me but mostly um pieces of other people and what they're doing I don't want to be the main subject, but I definitely want my, my little piece in there. Yeah. What makes you, you, you know? Um, yeah, I, I really jive with the way that you're attached to that because I feel the same, I feel the same way when I'm working with an artist. Like I, people who know me, I come from like a, you know, hardcore and punk background growing up and, have gone obviously into so much like gone through school, went through jazz and classical and symphonic and out like listening to rap. And like, like I just listened to so like old country, just like I listen to so much music right now. And when I'm producing, it really can be pretty spread out too with what genres I'm working on. Like right now I'm working with like a funk band, like a kind of like a emo rap and a Christian rock. And it's like very different things. But I think that it's the same thing that you get out of it is what I get out of it, where I really don't care what music I work on, but I do care that the person is engaging with it in that way, essentially. Like, if I hear someone talk about their record or their song or single and why they're putting it out and what it means to them and like what they're trying to say, and it just sounds like nothing, like not the music, but like there's just no answer there. It's like, I'm just making this because I want to. I, I connect with, with the people that are like, I feel this way. This is the story I'm trying to tell. This is the thing, like whatever it is, then I get excited about it. And then I figure out like, okay, what vibe do we want to have? What genre do we feel like? Like, what are some references and, and try to hone in on like now, like really honing in on the science behind being still in the right category, you know, to some degree. Right. But I fall in love with that exact thing that you're saying is like, how do we take 
what it is that you're doing and create that versus like if we don't really know why we're doing it and like why are we even making this like what's the incentive to like do this thing if like we have no thing and it's never a knock against people that are like i just like making music that's like not what i'm saying at all but like even the people that are like i just want to make this music there's still a difference between people that are just like i don't i don't know and people that are like i'm just making this music but then they're they're just more descriptive in other ways they're now going into like what they're still descriptive i guess you there's still a conversation of like what what is this thing that I'm trying to do? And, and, and that is kind of like what I hear from you where someone comes in for their senior pictures. That's awesome. Like you should be having senior pictures. Like that's cool. Amazing memory. Still cool that I got this photo of you in a memory that's important to you, like 50 years from now and important to your grandchildren. Like that's still cool as shit. There's nothing to take negatively away from that. That's still a cool thing to be able to deliver and make an impact in people's lives using your art just the same way as it's still cool for me to work on a project where like someone just doesn't give a shit about it, but it's something that they share with the people that they like for their life. That's all cool stuff. But like, it's so much more impactful for you as the creator. Oh, when yeah. you're working with someone that, that, uh, that has like a full why behind what it is that they're doing. And you just need to figure out like, how do we do this? Yeah. If, if, if you bring a certain level of energy to your, well, for me, it's to my photo shoot, but for you to your, your recording session or to the music video that you're shooting or anything. Yeah. It's, it's important for, for the, for the other person to bring that same energy or else you're going to hit a brick wall. And that has happened with me in the past with my tattoo artist, but um, I'm, I'm grateful to have known him well enough to be like, come on, man, get up. Like we're, we're going to do something like, you know, you know, you're trying to get photos right now. You know, you're trying to promote your music, like get up, like we're doing this. Let's stir the pot. Yeah. 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 So it it was nice that I could kick him in the ass a little bit about that, but um, it's obviously more difficult if you have people that you're not, um, not as comfortable with, don't know as well or at all. Um, So it's really important to bring the same energy so you can really get the most like beneficial uh, use of your time like reciprocating energy like you both have an energy there and you're like working between the two to figure it out but like if one side's a dud then it's like like if the photographer is just like i don't know like you know it's just do what you want to do if the photographer like isn't trying then that sucks for the people and then if the people are just like i i don't know like like i don't i don't i get weirded out having photos taken of me i'm like a very like I don't know. I, I just, I, I, my wife and I like talk all the time about how like we don't take photos of each other like anywhere. And it's like actually really bad because we have like not enough for like documenting vacations and shit in our life. And we're like, we need to take more photos, but I'm not that guy to just sit on a bridge and like take pictures of myself. And, um, you need both parties to like be involved to, to do it. You can't, it can't be a one way street to, to do that, to get that life definitely it's what, hard. You, what do you say to people that are like like me like that are like feel weird on camera how do you get people to loosen up or like mix it up so that they're in a frame that they get the best photos like what do, what should people do to prep up for a photo shoot to like be not awkward or weird about it 
honestly, I try to, I try to bring my personality out a little more if I feel that the, uh, like the client's a little more introverted or, um, kind of standoffish or hesitant about the photo shoot. I try to be more like exaggerated with my expressions and compensating for the, the lack of energy on the other side. I try to overcompensate, sure. um, to help them like drag, like, like drag back in a little more. And obviously it doesn't always work. Um, but for instance, like w- that day that I had to turn my, turn my tattoo artist around and like get him back into, um, picture mode. I had, a, I luckily had a speaker in my car and I just started playing his music. And then he like got in his groove because he was hearing himself. He was, he was more in like the mindset of his music and like what we were actually doing. It was like a, it was like a wake up call. That's cool. And yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's just little things that you can, you can do with, um, certain people. Like, I don't know. It's just like, how do you get a kid to eat vegetables? You, you give them a, you, you give them a cookie after they have three, three carrots. It's, it's something like that. Like there has to be an incentive for them in order to, to tie them in. And I mean, unfortunately with senior pictures, they're there to do exactly what it sounds like to take senior pictures. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's just the little things that I think, um, bring people back in a lot more. So for people out there that want to be like a photographer like you, they want to do this type of thing and maybe they're at their, I forget what your sister's trip was, but they're in Spain and they're like about to pick that camera up or they just did it. What going through this process, like you're two years in, so like you're still in like a really young spry moment in that career. What would you recommend to them? Like for going this way like what are some steps that they can take to if they're they're hobby photographers but they're like i fucking love this and like actually i would rather do this than the other thing i do like what do you what's some advice that you have from like where you're at in the game to give to them to kind of like work towards that or go for it like what are some steps Uh, the thing for me like the biggest thing for me was um realizing that i really didn't like the thing that i was doing instead I had to, I had to fully think it through and I had to be like, yeah, this is a hundred percent not for me. And then once I got to that point, I had, I had the idea of photography, um, a little more accepted in my head. Like I was, I was essentially okay with saying it's okay to pursue this because I hated the other thing so much. Okay. But, um, when I was in Spain, I just, I saw how some of the photos came out and I was like, I mean, people take photos of everything. It's, it, it's, it's the biggest moments that you can remember just by a photo. And I think it's important if you can get into it really early and try to learn the craft of it and take pictures of everything. Cause that's how I started just taking pictures of everything that I, I thought looked interesting or caught my eye or anything like that. But, um, just to see how your pictures come out if you like them uh, and you, th- and you think it's something for you, definitely look more into it. Cause there are, there are other things that come with, uh, photography that you may not expect. And, um, like what, um, I think one of the biggest things I learned was, uh, 
probably learning to deal with difficult clients. Like you think you're just there to take pictures and then all of a sudden it turns into a, a school project and you're trying to figure out each way to please every person in the party. You have that one cranky family member that doesn't want to get in a photo. <laughs> it's, it, it I can't even the, imagine like, I can't even imagine when you have like, like when you have a big, is it when you have a bigger group or it's just like literally the personality types in each group can be that um, diverse. It, it, they definitely can be that diverse, um, especially at um, a wedding I recently, well, not recently, but when I first started, I was doing a wedding and I had this um, family that had um, like divorced siblings from uh, each, each uh, like side of custody and oh god okay. yeah yeah so the the relationships between them were just not solid and they had like <laughs> unfinished beef and it was just very evident during the entire thing and comes out in the body language yeah right? oh yeah. shit the end result of some of the photos i was like damn you guys you guys don't even look like you like each other <laughs> it, it, we it couldn't was even hard, get you but, to pretend yeah Oh God! Yeah, I had one of them wearing sunglasses in all the pictures, which just I, I I suggested for her to take them off, but they were staying on. Yep. And um, I don't know. It's just like the very little things that you don't think about when you think of photography or going in or taking pictures, uh, going to a wedding, anything like that. Some they just kind of get you by surprise. It's like a pop quiz, right? And I mean. No doubt that like some of the artists I bring in studio are pretty eccentric. Like I have seen things where I'm like, okay, I guess you're doing that. Like <laughs> there's just weird shit that people do. So it does when you have a bigger group, if you have like a band of five or six and people are bored as shit because they've been like sitting there while someone's been drum tracking for like eight hours, then it definitely becomes a thing to manage too. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes you're managing it in terms of like a, please don't do illegal things or like get me in trouble. Um, sometimes it's a personality thing where like the way that they interact with each other during the project is like a negative, like it's a hostile thing. It's like, it's like you're ruining that person's confidence and like they will be fine to do the take, but like you're making them nervous, so, like leave. Like there's a lot of uh, managing during a session too. So like, I totally get what you're, we probably have different uh, clients in those situations, but yeah. <laughs> I get it, man. Like you have to try to, you become like a project manager or oh, yeah. like a manager of like a manager of people, like anyone, just like you would, if you were a manager of like a store or something, it's just like, there's different personalities and different ways that people handle uh, different situations and you have to get them linked up for like a common goal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And obviously sometimes it's harder than others to get everybody in the same area, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do and persevere, especially if you're in an unfamiliar area and unfamiliar people, you know, just an entire environment and culture that you're just not familiar with. Sure. So I've recently really been pretty on like, at least for band photos, but I kind of believe this about like any photos that like I want to have taken for my stuff is like, I think that you need to 
not play it safe with your photos. I think that you really need to do things that make people have to, they like, there's so much overstimulation out there that if you are going to take the time to take some really nice photos, because that is effective, right? That helps already, right? Because there's no overstimulation of photos. Everyone takes photos all the time. They post them all the time. So having a really nice photo that already helps a little bit because I'm going to stop if I see a really nice band photo. I might not hang out on it, but I'm going to stop for a little bit and try to figure out what's going on versus when they take it themselves. You know, so like that's one thing. But then like to take it a step further, I kind of believe that your photos should be like ridiculous and ridiculous just as in like, it needs to be something that I had to stop and figure out. Like I want to literally actually stop and figure out how they fucking took the photo. Like, I feel like that also makes a good photo of it's enough of a thinking game of not only like thinking, what does this portray? Like how, but like, if you have to think about how did they catch this photo that I feel like is important to make it so that your photos are sticking out. Well, that's what's going to make you click on the profile. That's what's going to make you comment on the photo, like the photo. Yeah. That's, yeah. Those I are little... keep trying to think of new things that I can do to, like, I think the ones that we shot for that EP, I think that those aren't like insane, but they were enough that like, we did have to bring a ladder out to like a barn that's technically in like public domain. Like it's probably owned <laughs> by some type of government agency and we took a ladder and climbed up like 12 feet on the sketchy ladder to sit out of a barn loft with a bunch of PBR and, uh, and whiskey bottles that, um, probably wouldn't have looked great for a cop to roll in on. <laughs> and we, uh, we took a shot at just doing that because we wanted to do something that that's not the most ridiculous photo on the planet, but it was still something that I was trying to think of. Like, how do we make people like get the picture of this? Like, we're we're rural we're folky we're like definitely like uh country boys here but uh also uh just do something that was something to think about like i wanted people to think about like where the fuck was that photo shot like was it shot in tennessee where was it like you really can't tell from the photo like where was that shot at you have no idea you just know it's rural you you can't tell that that's hollis new hampshire until we tell you that i i like photos like that what do you think about that idea like do you think that obviously not for like a family photo or for like a well even for wedding photos sometimes it's cool to take these crazy things like what should people be thinking about in terms of doing something like dramatic or or out there for their photos like should they do that or if they're gonna do it like how should they think about these situations that you can do to get good results of people being like fascinated interested in the photo um, I think consistency is probably the biggest thing I can think about. Um, I mean, I even have a problem problem with it myself, but I'm starting to change this um, one element about my photos. And I think it's making a statement in each photo. So if you take a photo and it's the same style as the next one that you take, and then you keep up that pattern of, oh, this guy takes this kind of photos. This guy does this with his photos. Cool. Just just like a painting, people can look at and say, oh, that's Van Gogh, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's it's kind of like that. That's what I think about when I take photos. I'm like, what, what am I going to do with this photo that's going to be like, oh, Zach took that, you know? 
so I think I think consistency and perfecting like your craft and your little tweak to your photos is very important. So you can you can be recognized if people see it on your Facebook your Facebook advertisement, your Instagram advertisement. People will see a familiar trend in your photos, a familiar look, and that's something that they're gonna um, that's something that's gonna catch their eye and draw them to the photo familiarity is pretty important yeah like how do i like attach to this brand pretty much it really is like every everyone is every person is a brand and like people probably don't want to say that because it's such a business way to look at it but it's like every person is a brand you form a picture to other people of like who you are based off of like what you wear how you roll into a place and like who you're hanging out with, like all of that forms a picture of who you are is a perception before someone gets to know you. And obviously there's more levels to that when someone is talking with you and interacting and like all these different levels of shit that's like really still ultimately makes who you are. But whatever you're doing for photos or for any other thing that you're doing is all part of your brand. It's like you need to understand that that makes like a uh, an impact of how you're portrayed. Yeah. As a first off, right? The book cover. What's like the most ridiculous photos that you've taken? Like what's the craziest photo shoot you've taken? Um, Honestly, probably my last photo shoot with um, my tattoo artist. And it was because it was so organic, just like we were talking about. He brought that same energy. Like we we had a videographer out there shooting his music video. We had his girlfriend. We had people that tattoo with him in his shop. We had friends come by. We had his dad come by. Like we just had really good, and yeah, we just had really good energy the entire day, and we kept the momentum. And I mean, the the photos definitely reflected that. And I think I think we just worked really good creatively. He had a vision for what he wanted to do for his video shoot. Um, he had scenes that he picked out. He had little um, snippets for different parts of the music video picked out. And while the guy was recording the video, I was doing my thing on the camera with visuals and it it wrapped up to a really good session at the end of the day. I think those are definitely some of the best pictures that I've I've ever taken. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, how do I, um, how do I make, it's just like anything, right? Like no one wants to do the same shit. And so even if they're like, they're influenced by other stuff, like maybe you, you like, obviously you as a photographer, you probably have favorite photographers. You have, uh, uh, Instagrams or websites that you follow and you're like, I just love all of this person shit the way that they do it. I just like vibe with that. But like, you don't want to do the same shit. You want to do your own thing and photography in, in, if you're not the photographer, you're the person getting the photos done, then you still really should be looking through the lens of like, how do I do something that is unique? in the way that I am, whatever it may be in the setting that we choose and thing that I'm dressing in, you know, how do I make it so that this pops? Because it's not just a selfie taken in front of like a cityscape or something like that. Like, how do I make it so that this is something that's not done all the time so that it, it portrays what I want it to do? Yes. The the wow factor, the thing that immediately catches your eye, you see the photo, you're like, whoa, 
I think that's, I think that's the biggest piece for me. Just having that one thing that I can look at and just be like, damn, that's a really nice photo. Or how, just like you were saying, how did they do that? How did they make that shot possible? Like, so, like some of the pictures that you see on top of like giant industrial sized buildings, like ridiculous, ridiculous photos. And you're just like, how? Like, where was this person standing at? Where was this photo taken? Because it looks like it was not from this planet. How did they take it at that time where this shit was like falling on top of that person or something? Like (laughs) all these things go into it. You're like, how did this happen? And it's like, like, I don't know about you, man. Like I'll spend 20 minutes trying to figure like I'll look at a photo and then like I'll walk away and I'll be on a walk or driving or something. I'll be like sitting there thinking about it. I'm literally like, like, how did this happen? For me, I like, I'm like all about like the, like for me to be pumped on something or for me to do well with something, I like need to understand like how and why is it happening? And that's like the same way with, I am with people. And so like, I, I just try to figure out everything. And a lot of times it's to my own, um, you know, like it's in my own way. Like there's shit that I don't need to know the details about. It's a waste of time. And I'm just curiosity. Oh dude, I'll, I'll go right down the rabbit hole. It's like bad. sometimes. But like, I need to know, I like need to know to the point where like, I will message or email people and be like, how did that happen? How did you do that mix? Like, how did you write that? Like, cause I just need to know. So when there's photos that are just like completely abstract or absurd, I like need to figure out like the logistics of like how it happened. And and I always love the stories where you can read on like a blog or like the article or something when the photo was took to like figure out how it happened. There's just stuff out there where it's like, some of it is just like literally in the moment and that's crazy. And then some of it, they actually did orchestrate to happen. And that is also like, think extra crazy. I, um, I follow a photographer. His name is um, Jordy Kowaltik. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll send you his Instagram after this, but he, he, um, he does a cool thing where he posts the photo that he's taken the edited like final copy. And then, um, the next, the next frame in the Instagram post will be, uh, the video of how he made the photo happen. And like the people that were involved, the objects that were involved. Yeah. So you can, you see the picture and then you see how it was made. And you're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like I, I saw the whole process, even though I wasn't there. With photos, I think another thing, and this happens in music too, I'm sorry for anyone listening out there sick of me like shouting parallels, but like I'm just connecting these two like hard in my head this whole episode of like how these intersect because that's where the worlds were from. But I remember being when I was like taking business classes, I remember food company photos for 50 years, like like probably going back, I don't even know how much longer, right? Since photos have been around they will do things that are not food. Like they'll, they'll do all sorts of things that, that like are the picture of food, but like, it's not a food to, and it somehow makes it more appetizing. Like there are things that <laughs> like, I don't know what I forget, like what some of the ridiculous things are. Like when you see like the McDonald's picture of like a burger or something, it's like, that's not the burger. That's not a burger at all. Like that, that is like this weird stuff that like it just looked even more appealing than actually a burger did for a photo's sake do you ever run into stuff like that where it's like you want to you want to portray it and portraying it the best that it can is actually not even doing it that happens in music all the time with like samples and stuff like that where it's like i can record claps and for some projects like an indie rock band or like 
something like like some organic rap or something like I'll record legit claps and I'll stack them up. But there's a lot of stuff too where we don't want the actual sound of claps. We want like synthetic sampled claps because that's the sound that we have in our head but that's not claps at all like that's like completely like a synth a synthesized sound that's created from different waveforms to sound like claps to us but sometimes that's the right fit do you see any stuff like that and like in the photos you take or like others that you're able to pick it out where it's like the best way to portray this to someone that doesn't know that it's not that thing is like using something that's not the thing to portray it um, I've seen a lot of uh, different photographers use Photoshop to do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, obviously, example. like, like, obviously, uh, an arrow is not going through your head and you're smiling at the camera. Like, <laughs> but, but, but the way that the picture makes it look is, is crazy. Like, you're trying to give off an, a message, but you're not going to shove a dart through your head. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to need to Photoshop that in. And I think it's just cool. Some of the stuff that I've seen, um, like people holding planets or um, standing in a giant mason jar. I've seen a lot of people get creative with that kind of stuff. Um, it says a message. It speaks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in another way, that's a completely separate um, style of creativity. Like there's a whole there's a whole different realm that that you can even go into with with the photoshopping like just just thinking of ideas to to make for photoshop some of the things that you can do some of the um pieces of the software is just unreal right it's untapped like digital digital tools have made it so that like you can actually do whatever you want to do so now it's like almost like analysis paralysis is a creative sometime where like if i want to have someone in a jar i can so it's like what do i what do i want to have happen to like figure out how i want to use the tools to like portray it because there's too many there's an indefinite amount of options i can literally do anything right i think i think one of the biggest examples i can that's can i I can think of that's completely off track is like superheroes in movies yeah like if you've seen some of the behind the scenes to like Avengers movies, they have Captain America laying flat or not Captain America, whoever the one that can fly is um, like, like Superman. He's not in the Avengers, but Superman movies of them literally just laying flat on a table in the green screens, doing all the work, the green screens, making them look like they're landing from a hundred foot drop. The green right. screen, you know, like <laughs> obviously they're not flying. Obviously they didn't just drop off that massive, that massive cliff like it's just that visual stimulus that we're looking for as viewers and um like like the vision like you you can't if you think of a superhero wolverine how do you mix a man and a wolf you have blades coming out of his hands like claws it's just like that you know yeah men don't have claw men don't have blades coming out of their hands it's just it's one of those visual things that you need to something else to to use to make it happen right so zach i've got like you've listened to the podcast so you might know him i've got five questions i ask people at the end to cap it out and i kind of ask them pointed and, and have them answer without too much uh like don't overthink it I just, I, I asked them at the end to kind of get like your natural response to it. So 
You ready for those? All right. Damn. Okay. Uh, first question, and like I say to everyone through this, so sorry for the redundancy, is is I kind of get it throughout the episode, but I really feel with this one, I get like a really cool, solidified answer when I ask it pointed like this is, what makes it so that this is the thing that you have to do every day instead of any other thing? Like why out of the time that you have, like 5,200 weeks, 100 years or less, is this the thing that you have to do to spend your time over any other thing that you could do in life? Um, I think, I think seeing the end result makes it all worth it. I think just the, the, the way that it comes together, the creative process, it, it makes work not feel like work. And I think that's how it should be. You should always enjoy it. Hell yeah. That's like what this podcast is about. It's called waking up from work for a reason. Yeah. So. For sure, man. Um, no one, like my opinion, no one should should have to work uh, a day in their life. And I mean, I am right now, I'm working. I'm not doing the thing that I like full time. So I, I am with you if you're not. But I think that ultimately that should be the, the real dream is just make it so that you don't have to work, but you're you're just doing things that you like to do and then finding a way to, to get income from them too. So that's awesome, man. Uh, along the way, these two questions are, are really helpful for someone that is on their way to doing the types of things that you're doing. Uh, I kind of say these as like the talking to six years ago or 10 years ago, me questions. So what is the worst thing you've done? You've done in the process of going into this where you're like, I really like the lesson that I learned, but if I could take that lesson and like make it into a pill to like give to someone where they just got the lesson without doing what I did, because it kind of sucked, like don't do this thing. Like what's the worst part of this process so far? Um, don't make the decision of your career the second you graduate college or high school. You you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what you want to do. I mean, Dude. and, and so, some, some, people, some people are convinced that they do, but I will never believe that. I think you need to experience it more. You need to experience college. You need to experience your life as a young adult way more than just high school. You haven't experienced shit just in high school, you know? So I will, I will fight with you on that only in the bit that I knew from age 16 that I was going to do this. but. I will say that you can't form unrealistic expectations of like how that looks in real life until you're living the hustle of like trying to make that happen because there's such a different, it's such a different thing in real life than what you picture it at that age when you have that expectation. So like, I think that it is possible to, to know what you want to do at that point. But I, first of all, the education system will have it say that you should know you fucking absolutely don't have to know. So definitely don't feel that you have to uh, 100%. If you feel like, you know, and maybe you do know, and that's cool too. And you do end up actually doing that or like you stay the whole way through and you want to do that. Just don't be unrealistic with yourself of like setting the expectation in your own head of like how that has to look like, because it never looks the way that it looks at that point, 16 years later, 20 years later, as it does right now when you're 18. If you're 18 out there listening to this, just like give yourself some, some, uh, some chill power or something like that, you know, like for sure, dude. So it's going to work itself up. You'll figure it out, man. People just figure their way and, and then shit happens and it changes like what the way is. And we're all out here hustling. So 
flip side to it, uh, positive note, best thing that you've come across along the way where you're like, I am so happy. I friggin' did that. Like you should do that. Um, I was really hesitant to put anything on Facebook, mm. um, like about my company. I like, I, I knew everybody in my town. Like I was uncomfortable with it. I was new to it. Um, but people support me like period people, people are going to support you if you do something that you really enjoy and something that you want to excel in, they're going to push you to do more and kind of branch out and expand your brand. They they will support you. You just have to have that confidence and you got to push what you're trying to do and do it fully. Don't do it half-assed, you know? A lot of uh, good friends have told me that you need to put what it is that you're trying to do out into the universe so that it can return and and give back to you. And I believe it because if people don't know what you're trying to do, then they can't support it. Once they know what you're trying to do, they're like, oh, I've got this friend he does photography or he does audio engineering or whatever. And that's what he wants to do. And he's really good at it or whatever. But if you don't talk to anyone and tell them like what it is that you're trying to do, they don't know. And if no one knows, they can't really get behind it because there's no thing to kind of quarterback on. So it's like, yeah, hundred percent agree with you, dude. Like I, I tell people what I'm going to do, like with this, like I'm going to buy a property and renovate a studio thing. I, have multiple times been like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do that. Like it's like financially or like all these different things come up of like how it's going to happen. But I really believe that you need to say what it is that you're going to do redundantly. So that like eventually like people just hear so much about you trying to do it that they start coming up with ways of like how they're going to help you or like you manifest like how it's going to happen. Oh Yeah. Uh, what is, uh, one resource that you'd recommend to the audience? It can be on photography, creative, uh, entrepreneurship, like mindset, anything that you possibly want. It can be a book, a movie, podcast, anything like what's a good resource for people to check out. Um, I think, I think this generation is very familiar with, um, social media. So I think rather than using that for something useless or, more entertainment based, do it for something that's productive. And, um, honestly, that's how I started. I used that Instagram ad, um, like the promotional, um, column that you can do if you have a business page. Um, I honestly think just getting, getting your brand, getting your word out, getting your, your content out. I think that's wicked important. Use, use the platforms that you have and that you use every day. So as a resource to get better, like instead of using social media to just get political and get in arguments with people or post stupid memes and feel, definitely still do that stuff because that's funny oh, yeah. shit, but a- maybe, maybe follow like some very direct stuff on Instagram that all have exactly something to do with what you're trying to do or maybe get in some Facebook groups with other people trying to do the same things and talk with them or do something. Dude, I'm so on board with that. Um, Matt from uh, Revelry Studios said that he like made it so that the only thing that all of his social media accounts follow or like is only audio and music things. So like he doesn't, he doesn't use any of the platforms for anything else except for when he goes on there, when he scrolls, it's only shit that has to do with what he likes. And I, and I was like, that's a kind of an awesome idea. Like, 
I'm too lazy to go through my social and like change it to that. I'm like never going to, but that is a really good idea. Cause then when he's scrolling through social, it's like the only things that are going to like encourage him or make him think different or like, that was a pretty cool idea. I thought, but last question, very easy. Where do people keep up with you? Where do they check out your photos? Like how do they keep up with what you're doing? Um, so I, I started my Instagram around a year ago. I think that's when I first started posting photos and, and stuff like that. And then a few months ago, I launched my website, which was pretty huge. Sick. That's something I haven't, I haven't done ever for anything. So what are those two? What are they? Um, the tags. Yeah. Yeah. So the Instagram is Zachary James photos. And the uh, website's uh, ZacharyJamesPhotography.net. Word. Okay, cool. So for anyone out there that is in the middle of some stuff right now, if you want to go check those out, head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes, and you can check out those links without having to write them down or memorize them or some weird crap like that. Just head on over there and you can check it out. So that's going to do it. Thank you so much for being on, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Cool. All right. That's episode 68 of the waking up from work podcast. Thank you guys for listening on Instagram and hanging out with us live. Thank you for listening on podcast stuff and hanging out with us later. Have a good week. Peace. All right, guys. I hope that you enjoyed episode 68 of the podcast. Really enjoyed having you guys on the Instagram live stream. Every Thursday night is been a lot of fun to engage with whoever is around and, and asking questions and chatting and stuff. So if you want to be a part of that every Thursday night, 7.30 PM Eastern on Instagram at Dave wake up. That's where we're hanging out when we're shooting this live. That's where, uh, you can really see anything. I don't really edit a lot out of here, but you're going to see it all then. And, um, if you want to help us out here for free, you can leave a review on iTunes is definitely really helpful, but anything really, if you enjoy it, it really helps us a lot. If you rev- rate and review the the podcast, we appreciate that. Even just sharing it with people and letting others know if you're finding value to share it with them. So thank you guys for tuning into it. If you want to check out the show notes, wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes is where you can find those. Next week, on episode 69, you are going to hear Hillary Lane. So this is someone that has a lot of different things going on. And and I had the uh, pleasure to meet up and grab some lunch with her and my wife up in Maine a couple of weeks ago. But she does renovations on properties to get them prepped up for Airbnb and look quaint AF. And she also does a lot with starting to do uh, income properties and and shifting businesses, branding businesses in every single way when they're starting up. You can hear her story. It's it's really interesting, but we'll get into it next week. There's a lot to it. And uh, you'll definitely hear a big blend of the creativity she brings to the table and, and all these business launches and, and ideas that she has. So should be a pretty good episode and uh, look forward to sharing it with you guys. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.